Hey you guys, it's Luke Newcomer with the Newcomer Group. We're exceeding your expectation as our standard. We have Gino Barbero on the show today. We're featuring his business, Jake and Gino. There's a lot to dissect with that name and with that brand. So we're gonna, I'm gonna give you the floor really quick. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what your business is, and then we're gonna really dive into some questions. I'm super excited to have this conversation. Luke. How much time do you got? We have as much time as you need. <laughs> as much time as you need. I have a very long story. I'm going to condense it down to 30 seconds. Born in New York, went to college, opened a restaurant, had a restaurant for 20 years. Loved it until I didn't love it. I found my partner Jake at the restaurant. We started buying multifamily properties back in 2013. Our very first deal took 18 months, 25 units. From there, we spawned the Jake and Gino brand. Our first book came out in 2015. We've accumulated over 1,800 multifamily units. We have a brand family of companies. So we're called vertically integrated. We have a property management company. We have a syndication company. We have an education company. We're starting to do development. So we have brand development as well. So we are the smorgasbord. And it all came from with one 25 unit little property. And we call it multiple streams of revenue. Or we call it multifaceted multifamily. <laughs> all right. So that kind of stuff gets me excited. I love business. Obviously, I'm a, I have a real estate company. So mm -hmm. you talking about this might go over some people's head who are viewing Absolutely. this. Um, that's, an, that's an amazing elevator pitch. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I like that. That was well delivered. Um, before we dive into the Jake and Gino business, mm -hmm. how did you end up in St. Augustine? You're, you're a New York mm -hmm. guy. I can resonate with that, actually. My wife is from Manhattan. Uh, I love the restaurant industry, and we were, oddly enough, going to open a restaurant. We ended up getting into real estate. Uh, Whole different story. But um, how did you end up down here in St. Augustine? Luke, do you know how you make a million dollars in the restaurant business? Selling equipment to restaurant owners? You start with two million. Fine. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. I like that. That business is painful, and I was there for a long time, for a lot of years, and I wish I could say I was smart, and I saw COVID coming, and I left New York. I just felt the pain back in 2012, 2013 with the you know cyclone bomb, all the weather. Uh, my father-in-law used to live here back in 2000. So we came here on vacation and you know my kids came here on vacation. And I just used to say to myself, man, I'd love to live in Florida, but being a New Yorker and that mindset, you can't come to Florida, right? It's only where people come to retire. And 2013, 14 comes and I'm, I'm getting sick of New York. I'm getting sick of the taxes, the weather, the politics. In 2016, I made the dive. I said, you know what? I'm selling the restaurant. I'm going into real estate, multifamily, full-time. And we moved down to St. Augustine. How many How many kids do you have? Six kids. Wow, okay. We Ages? homeschool, 22 down to seven. So it's been an amazing ride. I'm a busy person, just know how to block my time. I've got the best spouse on the planet. She's really been an advocate for me. So we do everything together. She's part of the company. We have podcasts. She does a podcast with me called The Multifamily Zone. It's about spousal relationships, it's about communication. And the, the irony is when people think of family, they don't think that business and family are so intertwined. They're so very yeah. similar. Core values, mission statement, raising a family, putting the time, the effort, and the energy into that is the same as putting the effort into a business. That's so well put. I, I resonate with a lot of that. Not the mm -hmm. six children, but running a business with my wife, I get that. That's awesome. It's, it's it? awesome. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, Going back to my a little bit of the script, restaurant owner from New York, what got your interest? How did you get involved in real estate investing? Was this something you grew up around or was there this pivotal moment that was like, you know what, I want to make the switch and get into real estate? You know, I was lucky, had two great parents. They're both immigrants, okay. both from Italy. My mom owned the building where the restaurant was. So Smart. she had three apartments upstairs. It's one night on a Friday night, middle of the winter. It's nine o'clock at night. I'm out in the parking lot, I'm shoveling snow, I'm throwing down salt, 
I'm freezing, and I look up above the restaurant, and I see a light on in the window, and it hit me. She's getting paid every day for the month, like clockwork. It's a beautiful thing. And I wasn't. That week, I didn't get paid because of the snow, and that's when it hit me. That's when I said, you know what? Landlords get paid in their sleep. So if, to me, it just, the light bulb went off at that moment and I said, I need to get into real estate one, one way or another. I had a couple of small rentals, but I'm like, I need to get into this business. It's an amazing business. Sure. With the tax benefits, with the cash flow, with the appreciation, blah, blah, blah. You can build an amazing business. And for me, multifamily was scalable. And I said, I can't scale my restaurant. I can't get enough help or I can't get the right chefs or I can't get the right locations. With apartments, it's much different. Well, I think the one thing that I just took away from what you said was was scale. Mm-hmm. And what you've done with Jake and Gino, you've taken everything and taken it at scale. Mm-hmm. Um, h- how did your mind, how did you get a mindset shift to create something at scale? Because I think a lot of people, and I don't think it's the wrong thinking at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm there, I've got a couple multifamily rental properties, but I think a lot of people are like, I'll get a duplex and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And they need another one three years later. You've done this very fast, mm-hmm. based off what we've, what I've heard you say and how we've been talking. Mm-hmm. How did you scale this so fast, and, and what made you want to scale it so fast? Look, that's, that's a great question. When you first start out as an entrepreneur, as you know, it's the I'm a mentality. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna cut the grass. I'm gonna collect the rents, and there's nothing wrong with that. We need to bootstrap in the beginning, but at a certain unit count, you can't do everything. It's impossible. I had an amazing partner and we said to ourselves, what do we need to do to scale up? We continued to buy these assets, but we didn't have systems. So what we ended up doing is getting coaching. We got coaching systems where there was some traction, scaling up, and that gave us the ability to think of multifamily as an entrepreneurial venture. Sure. In real estate, single if you're buying single family homes, think of yourself as an entrepreneur. At Jake and Gino, we say we create multifamily entrepreneurs because you're buying these assets. But when you're buying these assets, don't think of them as just assets. Think of them as little mini cash machines. These are little mini businesses you have, whether it's a two unit here and a four unit there. All of a sudden, your mind starts to shift from being the little mom and pop owner to being the asset manager. And then from the asset manager, if you want a property manager, great. If not, get third party property management. But it is that shift where you have to like sort of lose yourself from that mom and pop, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do everything, to I want to scale. And that's the benefits of this. And think about it this way. People always say, you know, if you were all by yourself and you had 500 units, wouldn't that be great? I wouldn't be able to have an education company. I wouldn't be able to have the property management with Jake. I wouldn't be able to own all of these units. So for us to be able to scale, to be able to get partners, or to be able to do what we love to do. I do the education full-time. Jake does the property management, running the investments full-time. And then from there, it's such a great relationship, symbiotic, because one feeds the other. We have a boot camp this weekend with students we're teaching. 80 students are gonna be out there. Wow, And you know, those students eventually, if they wanna raise capital, if they wanna possibly bring us a deal, there's so many different synergies and we're learning. Every time we go on stage or every time we speak to our students, we're always learning new stuff. So we can bring that stuff to our business as well. Wow, that was an amazing answer. The, the other question I have on that while you're talking is, how did you let go? I think a lot of people have a hard time when you scale, there's gotta be this moment where it's like, how did you let go of all these things that you so thought you could have done better than others? Let it go, let it go. <laughs> I hate that movie. I'm sure you hate it's that. It's probably going to get stuck in my head now. Time, but it's very difficult. And you know, I it's went, hard. I went to coaching school. I went to become a certified life coach. Not to become a life coach, but to really figure out what my why was and how I was going to do it. You know, when we look at real estate, real estate is just a vehicle. That's right. all it is. It's the vehicle to get from point A to point B. 
How do you use that vehicle? And there's nothing wrong. If you don't want to scale, that's fine. But at least take a deep dive. Take a deep dive in what your values are, what your core mission is, what your goals are. That's what it really comes down to. What I always tell my students, do the exercise that Stephen Covey's taught us. Close your eyes and think with the end in mind. Think of your funeral. Think of when you're sitting at your funeral, what do you hear? What do you see? What do you smell? For me, I see my family around me. I see my kids singing. I see people la laughing. I see my wife sitting there. She's getting taken care of. She has no problems with money. She's gonna be okay. But I also see a lot of the Jake and Gino students around saying, that dude really helped me out. He got me financially free. He taught me the business and that's what I want. So from there, let's reverse engineer. What do I need to do today? I need to be writing books. I need to be teaching. I need to have that personal growth. We can all do this exercise. We just get lost in it. We all have different pictures of our you know, end of days or whatever you may want to call it, whatever you want to actually aspire to. We may get afraid. That's why coaching comes into play. That's why having an accountability coach, an accountability partner, whatever you want to call it. Jake and Julia, my wife, are my accountability partners. I will not let them down. They know my vision. I know their vision. We push each other and we hold each other accountable. Sounds like you're all very well aligned too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. That's, that's really impactful. Values-based decision-making, everybody. Huge. If you don't align yourself with your values, with your partner, with your company, whatever that may be, you need to make decisions based on your values. For us, there's no shiny object syndrome. We don't like single-family homes for obvious reasons. Doesn't mean that they're not good. We like multifamily. We're not investing in RV parks, which are great. We're not investing in mobile home parks, which are also great. We're investing in multifamily. We're trying to do the best thing possible. Now, we're gonna start developing but it's still in the multifamily space, right? That's the important thing. If we're gonna buy a restaurant, we're gonna buy the building and own the asset and then possibly parcel off the restaurant. So always focus on what your values are. Ours are no shiny object syndrome, generational wealth, legacy wealth for our kids, but also legacy skills. That's why writing the books and teaching our kids these skills is more important than actually transferring the wealth. Transferring the knowledge to us is really important. What's that saying? Niche to rich? Yes, I like that. All yes, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that That's awesome. Uh, want to take a step back because I know that you, you did unfold this and kind of answered, but someone sitting here, myself, what is like someone's, what is Jake and Gino? Mm. I mean, that's a, that's a big brand. I mean, I've, I've been a huge follower. Mm -hmm. So sitting down with you is like an absolute treat. Really appreciate you making the time. But what is Jake and Gino? Because most people who, you know, invest or interested in real estate, know your business, but tell that audience that has never heard of you. It means absolutely nothing to you. It's another them. great question. Jake and Gino, we're an education company that are teaching students to become financially free okay. through investing in multifamily apartments. And, and the brand really, it's based around family. It's based around a community because we can do this all on our own, but we're not going to get there a lot faster. So we're trying to dramatically shorten learning curve of our students and trying to put them together with other students, creating that community and teaching them all the skills, whether it's syndication, whether you're raising money, whether you're partnering with other people, whether you're using creative financing techniques, whatever that may be, but teaching people how to buy multifamily apartments and to become financially free through that model. So what would you say of that model? I mean, what is your value proposition to the marketplace? I love that. Great question. Three-step framework. We have Talk a lot of different frameworks in here. Buy right, manage right, and finance right. It's called a three-step framework. It's a wheelbarrow, believe it or not. Are these all of your books? These are all of our books, okay, yes. Cool. We'll dive into more down the road. Yeah, so for us, awesome. think of the three-step framework. When you buy an asset, this can be applicable to a single family as well. You need to buy the asset in that wheelbarrow. That's the back leg. It is fixed. Once you've done it, it's fixed. You need to finance it properly. 
Once you finance it, those two legs are fixed. That manager right is the wheel of the wheelbarrow. And since we have a property management company, we have all the systems, we have all the tools that we teach our students to whether if they want to property manage, they can go out and property manage themselves. If not, they hire out third-party property management. So following that three-step framework, and if those one of those legs is wobbly, what happens to the wheelbarrow? It tips over. So having that framework is really, really important. It's key to getting into multifamily and to actually having a sustainable business. Because once again, if you don't have systems and you're just out there buying assets, as you scale out and you scale up and start adding more units on, what ends up happening? You start become, it starts becoming a job. You know, I, you always think of as an entrepreneur, you want your lifestyle to fit with the business, not the business fitting the lifestyle. And that's what I was doing with the restaurant. I was focusing every day just on the business, but it wasn't creating a lifestyle for me. This business in multifamily, it has has created a lifestyle for us. Random question. So so you obviously figured this whole scaling thing out. Do Mm -hmm. you think if you never dove into real estate, do you think that if you went in back into the restaurant industry with this mindset, do you think you would have done it differently? I was on the cusp of doing that because- just, I'm more curious than anything. Yes, because, it has nothing to do with No, business, no, this model is applicable to any. So if you're out there that's as, what I'm as a single at. family home person, you're fixing and flipping. Well, have the education. Have a little hard money, private money lending business. Go out there and own a couple of these rental homes. Go out there and be a broker, sell them. What about a title company? What about aligning yourself with an accountant slash CPA? All of these different businesses. When I was at the restaurant, I wrote a cookbook. And I was on the cusp of doing this and writing the cookbook, having physical products, selling products on Amazon, doing weddings, doing bar mitzvahs, doing special events, a food cart. It was one physical location, but I was creating a brand around that. But then I met Jake and we're like, this real estate thing is much more scalable and I don't want to be in the restaurant business because I don't want to work on the weekends. It wasn't aligning with my values. I'm like, I want to be home with my family. I don't want to be working on the holidays. So that's really what pushed me out of the restaurant business and into the real estate business. That's a perfect answer, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to my notes because I don't want to miss any questions. You're answering a lot of them, which is which is absolutely amazing. You've already answered the units. You're at 1,800. Mm-hmm. Are you, and there's all these different faucets that are running with your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that stuck out before I asked my question, you're talking about vertical integration. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say someone doesn't want to be vertically integrated. Mm-hmm. Talk about your partnerships. I mean, I, I think have, aligning yourself with the right team, with the right values, where, how important are the partnerships of title company, CPAs, mm. attorneys, lenders, all that kind of stuff? Talk about some of those partnerships that you've aligned yourself with and how they've helped your business scale. For us, I mean, multifamily is a team sport. I think any kind of real estate is a team sport. You Agreed. can't be great at everything. If you love to raise capital and you're out there and that gets you juiced, then focus on that. If you're an underwriting nerd and you love to do spreadsheets, maybe focus on that. If you love running day-to-day operations, Maybe you focus on that. Where is your value? Where is your value in life? I love that. Figure that out. For me, I love the education. I love the coaching. That's why I gravitated towards the Jake and Gino platform. Jake, he loves the property management. When we first started out, like I said, I'm gonna do this. It was all hands on deck. We were editing podcasts. We were doing the bookkeeping. As you start to scale, you're like, you know, that's 25 bucks an hour. Let me find somebody to do that. Or to edit a video. 
I'm editing a podcast. Jake would take two hours to edit a podcast. How much time is he wasting? And he sucked at it, by the way. So you, fi <laughs> you figure that out as well. So for us in multifamily, figure out where your value is and you need to align yourself with the right teams. And at our, you know, the Jake and Gino community, we have vendors that we give our students that we utilize, whether it's a syndication attorney, whether it's a CPA, an insurance broker, an inspection person, whatever that may be, we have that team. And it's taken years to build. You go through one, you find another. But like I said, multifamily and real estate, it's a team sport. We're unpacking a lot, guys. You might want to watch this video twice. You might want to rewind a couple things because you're, you're dropping some great nuggets. Mm -hmm. uh, I love this. Talking on the investing side really quick, because I think a lot of people that, because that, you do a lot more on the coaching side, the mentorship, mm -hmm. but then there's this investment platform. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that follow Jake and Gino, can they invest with you guys? Mm -hmm. and, and do you need a certain net worth? Or is it any, is it, is anyone can join in? What does that look like? That's a great question. For us, when we started our first syndication three years ago, we just went to live events. You know, this is for anybody trying to raise capital or scale a business. You want to create yourself as a brand. That's a brand right there. Luke, the new co-guru, he is a brand. Goes out, puts content, whether it's YouTube, writes articles. You start creating a following. It may be small at first. Friends and family. We started out with friends and family. It was $50,000. That's, that's the basic minimum investment for us. Right now, we're not we're actually, we're doing everything internally right now. We're not syndicating, we're not taking capital. And if you wanna you know, get on our list per se, go to jakeandgina.com and put your, you know, go into our investor portal. Take a look at the deals we have on there, but right now we're just not—we're not syndicating deals. We don't really have to. We want to educate everybody and get them involved and just yes. understand how impactful mm -hmm. this really is. Mm -hmm. exactly. Is that accurate? Yep, exactly. How can people get involved with your business? JakeandGina.com. Start consuming the content. The first step to any venture is to go on, go to the YouTube channel, go to the blogs, go to the Jake and Gino podcast. Really important that you go there as well. Start consuming the content. And you know, when you align yourself with a company, with a business, you have to resonate with that company, with that business. Because if you don't believe in your quote unquote mentor or the product or program you're buying, you're not going to actually take, you know, you're not gonna actually take action with it. The next step, once you get serious with it, it's time to pony up. You need to invest in your education. And I spent over half a million bucks the last two or three years because how do you scale a business? Never did that before. Never had core values, never had a mission statement. That's why I had one restaurant for 20 years. And within five years, I had 1,500 apartment units. I just didn't wake up one day and go, wow, this is how you do it. I actually spent time with coaches learning the stuff. We're not born natural at anything. There may be a couple of skills you're born with a baby, but you can't sing. I'm actually taking opera lessons right now. You, can't, you don't know how to sing. You don't know how to be a salesperson. You don't know how to be an investor. These are things and skills that you learn if you want to learn. It's the same thing with scaling a business. If you've never scaled a business before, success leaves clues. Go out there and find people who are doing it. Find people who are doing what you want to do and just learn from them. How important is it to have a coach or mentor? Oh, and it doesn't have to be real estate. So I, per I have a coach. I had a coach yes. for over four years that has helped me scale my mm -hmm. business and sharpen every aspect of yes. business. I think a lot of people have a hard time grasping the concept. Yes. But I would say it's almost no different than having a personal trainer or a nutritionist or a marriage counselor to fix things. I mean, it's just how important is that? I mean, how necessary would you say that would be? It's not 100%, I'd say it's 120% if you want to become successful and to continue to sustain that success. Now, what do I mean by that? If I'm working on a project and I'm on an island all by myself and nobody's holding me accountable, I may slip up. 
But if I've got to call the coach and I'm paying $1,000 an hour next week, do you think I'm going to do the work? Yes. I'm going to do the work because I put in the time and the effort to pay that person. And I have more respect for that person's time than I do have for my own. So that coach is holding you accountable. And it also, it's somebody who's sitting there and they're being detached from the, from the situation. They're not telling you what to do. You're sitting there in that safe space. You're able to talk to that person. You're able to tell them what's going on in your mind. You're able to get it out there. The coach is able to raise your level of energy. All of a sudden, you feel excited. You see the possibility. You're like, you know, I can do that. Whereas if you're by yourself in a room and you're not talking to anybody or you're talking to, let's say, whether it's your spouse or a friend, they don't know what you're going through. They don't have the skills to teach you to get you to that next level. That coach will give you that space and will give you his, his or her ear and will actually ask those great questions. And we all have the answers within us. That's the, that's the problem. Most of us have those answers within us. We're just afraid or we just don't know how to express them. And a coach allows us to do that. And then obviously, if you want to niche it down, whether it's a business coach, whether it's even a nutritional coach, whatever that may be, a swing coach for golf, you're going to get better because you're going to actually get micromanaged. I'm taking opera lessons right now. What How's I've learned in the last three months, it's amazing because I go every week. I, we go to choir practice Wednesday. Friday, I have my lessons. Sunday, we sing at church. It's three times a week. I have three different touch points, and then I practice. Now, if I didn't have a, if I didn't have a teacher, I would be nowhere near where I am right now. I'd probably be hurting my throat because I'd be singing improperly, and I wouldn't know when to, when to actually fix it or how to get better. So for me out there, I think coaching is the most important thing to holding yourself accountable and to continued personal growth. I love that. Accountability is everything. Mm -hmm. what, does, what does your ideal client look like? That's a great question. You know, for the Jake and Gino community, I would say somebody in their late 30s, 40s, has a couple of kids, very intelligent, software engineer, IT, possibly attorney, professional, CPA. They know, like I was, they're stuck in that rat race. They're, getting, they're switching time for money. And they're saying to themselves, my epiphany was, am I working hard for money or is my money working hard for me? Once I answered that question, I got really annoyed and I'm like, you know what? My money's not working hard enough. And I think our ideal client understands that and knows that they need to have multiple streams of revenue or they need to invest for their retirement. They need to invest and save their money to invest in assets. And I think that's our ideal client. Somebody out there looking to replace their W2 income and not just make money, but get back their time to say, hey, I want to take today off. I don't want to be beholden to a boss. I, I need to go with my kids today. And that's yeah. why I got into multifamily. We're not, we're not always out there looking to make more money. I think we're looking to reclaim our freedom back and be able to have, it's empowering. I think that can be the biggest is, misconception sometimes absolutely. with companies like that. It's not, it's, the money is great, but mm -hmm. it's, it's the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, are, are you actively taking on new clients? I mean, you're, you talk about with, scaling. Oh, I mean, yeah. With the mentorship program, absolutely. Okay. We, just, we just had a live event. Uh, we called it Multifamily Mastery for back in Orlando in on the 23rd of October. We had 900 people there at the event. So, I mean, we're signing up mentorship students. We love the space. I love teaching students. We're having, like I said, we're having a boot camp tomorrow. There's going to be 80 students in Atlanta learning all these techniques. All of our coaches there, our team is there. I'm going to be there. We have six events a year. To me, it's coaching and it's live events. If you can put both of those together, when you're feeling a little off, you come to a live event, you're with other students, you get energized, you create that network, you see the opportunity of investing in other markets with other students. One student may have capital, one student may have a deal. You put them two together, magic happens. What markets are you looking in with mm. that said? I mean, you're not just, you're not just um, 
St. John's County, obviously, mm -hmm. you're, nope. you're all over the place. You know, Where for, are you actively looking right now to purchase? For us, we're in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. So we're within a three-hour radius. Right now, it's huge. It? So we have Knoxville, Chattanooga. We have the Nashville market. We have parts of North Carolina. We have parts of Georgia right now. So it's within three hours because we want to keep it. We have, a, we have a properties in Louisville. We own a deal in Lexington, Kentucky as well. So within three hours in Knoxville, we love that. We love the market. And you know what? COVID just precipitated and accelerated what was happening. And these Florida markets down here, you see people moving down here as well. So the Southeast Conference, the SEC is where we're looking. What's your, I have a follow-up question on that. Um, we're talking real estate now. What is your best advice to someone who wants to get into real estate? They've got the money saved up, but there's so many people out there that are just scared to pull the trigger. Well, I'd What say, is your best yeah, advice? It's a tough question. I mean, we could spend an hour talking about this, but sure. really, just drill down what your goals are. First of all, why are you getting into real estate? Is it because somebody told you it's a great thing to do? Figure out what you're going to get from real estate. If you're young out there and you want to get into it, well, this is the perfect arena to do it. Go work with somebody. Give someone like Luke value. Walk in his steps. See if you like the residential space. See if you like real estate. You don't have to go to college for this. This is something you can learn from a mentor. And if you're advanced and you're older, join a mentorship program or go on and find somebody who's doing it Shadow them a little bit, see if you like it. And then from there, start going out to all these seminars and these events and immersing yourself and meeting people who are actually doing it, who are in the space. Don't listen to your neighbor who's telling you real estate's risky because <laughs> they've never done a deal before. How would they know? Yeah. I love that. That's a great answer. I feel like I keep saying that. You're just dropping great nuggets. It, it's, there's a lot to digest. Uh, you're actively buying real estate. Mm -hmm. What are your positions on selling? That's a, another great question. We don't like to sell. I mean, we, we bought our first deal back in 2013. We still own that deal. You know, you, the, one of the biggest mistakes that I made starting out is I never thought of or formulating an exit strategy. Every single deal has an exit strategy. There are some points when you've created so much equity that you can't refinance that deal that it doesn't make sense. Or what happens if the market or that path of progress all of a sudden median income or something happens in that neighborhood and you've got equity in it, you've made money, maybe it's time to sell that deal. So always think of what your exit strategy is before you buy it. Our coach says, hey, the plane's on the ground. The deal's on the ground. Once you've bought that deal, that plane's in the air. You're gonna have to land that plane sooner or later, whether it's selling the deal, refinancing the deal, or even passing it on to air. So every time you look at a deal, whether it's a single family home, whether it's a multifamily, whether it's self-storage, what is the exit strategy? I personally, you know, we bought that first deal. Our second deal, we, we own almost all of them. We've only sold three deals out of the 1,800 units, probably 40 units we've sold. The second deal, I'll give you an example of how the wealth, the power, the create. it's amazing. We bought the deal, the rents were $350 for a one bedroom back in 2013. We just raised rents now to $995 for wow. a one bedroom. So you see the $600, the valuation is exploded. We've refinanced that deal twice. We've pulled money on that deal twice and it's continuing to pay us every single month. There's no more money in that deal right now so we've pulled it all out and it's amortizing. Residents are paying it down. And as everybody knows, inflation's the bugaboo right now. We're not worried about COVID anymore. Yes. All of a sudden, inflation. And what happens when inflation occurs? Hard assets continue to appreciate and to elevate. So that's why over time, creating wealth and holding these assets long-term is the key. If there wasn't enough of a reason to tell someone to buy something, it's the increase of over 100% for your rents since yes. 2013. Yes. That's pretty mm -hmm. That's pretty wild. Yes. Uh, and then the other thing I really love about that is 
it's not talked about enough is an exit strategy. So many people are focused on getting mm -hmm. it up and going. And I, it's a crazy stat. I think it's like 90% of businesses are not sellable because they didn't. Right. And I don't know if that's the accurate number, but it's really high. Yes. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool that you just talked about an exit strategy, especially directed to business owners who have maybe never thought about it and they've been in Look, business for 10 plus Look, years. Can I mention, make one, make one point to that? The problem is with mom and pops, they get emotional about business. Yes. We get emotional about our 20 unit, the 25 unit that we bought back in 2013. If that wasn't paying me 8,000 a month and that wasn't an easy property to manage, and you know, I would have sold that property already. But based on the numbers, based on the location, based on what's going on there, I'm gonna hold it. And it's the same thing with your business. You're, you look at your business, when you get into business as an entrepreneur, you need to think of the exit strategy. Is it sellable? What we're doing with Jake and Gino, we're implementing systems. We're creating all the media, all the different IPs. So one day if we do wanna sell, there's an asset to sell. Not only the mentorship and the unique selling propositions that we have and the trademarks and all of that going on, but we need to create systems there. So if somebody does buy us, hey, it's right there. Everything's documented, just take the business right over. Awesome. Where do, I mean, you're actively buying real estate, you're not mm -hmm. selling it, mm -hmm. um, and everybody's got a different opinion on this in your space, and then also the space as a whole. Where do you see the real estate market going in the next five years? Like, what's, what's your perspective on it all? I'm not an expert, and as you can see, the experts have been wrong since 2020. Rents were supposed to crash, eviction tsunami, forbearance tsunami, foreclosure tsunami. I think long term, rents are going to continue to rise. There's inflation. We have an affordable housing shortage. I talk to demographers all the time. You have baby boomers are retiring. What are they doing? They're selling their McMansions, they're buying RVs, and they're downsizing to apartments. Millennials, they're just getting into the workforce right now. They're getting married. They're not buying homes yet. They're still renting. So there's a demand from so many different areas. There's not enough supply of new homes. So they're stuck renting as, as it is. So for us in the multifamily five space. Five million homes short. Yeah. Five, so think about that. And do we have the lumber? Do we have the labor to create all that? We have the shortage. And on top of that, and when you're talking five million short, you're talking a lot of that is in the southeast, in these, yes. in these areas. That's the issue. These people are flowing down here. So I see materials staying high. I see labor staying high. I see rents going up. And when that all happens, what ends up happening? Price is going to continue to elevate because it's based on what we call net operating income. If your operating income is going to continue to rise and your cap rates, your rates of return are low, that's a recipe for assets continuing to rise. Unfortunately, I wish they would take a pause. They may take a little pause. I don't think they're going to crash like 2008. I think they're going to take a pause, flatline a little bit, and then continue to rise again. See a little bit of normalization yes. and then rise again. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, uh, wrapping this up, a couple more questions. You have your hand in so many different things. Mm -hmm. What are some of the most exciting projects you have working right now? Well, what are the most exciting mm. projects that you've got going on? I should We're say. buying a piece of land right now under contract. We haven't gotten the full contract signed. It's hopefully 400 units. We're wow. building 400 units. Hopefully, I mean, can you disclose exciting. where that is? Can't do that yet. Has, no problem. Haven't haven't signed it. I yet. won't press. <laughs> but it's something where we've been underwriting land deals for months and months and months. It's it's the rule of 100. Rule of 80. Where you got to look at 80 deals to get 10 looking great. You put offers on three and one gets accepted. That's what real estate's all about. It's a numbers game. So for us, this is exciting. And I think the other thing is just the Jake and Gino community just continuing to roll out books. We have one of our coaches who's launching another book and we're publishing it for him. That's exciting as well. 
for us to be able to be able to look at it as a franchisable business, whether it's the Jake and Gino show, the Movers and Shakers show, we have the multifamily zone show with my wife and myself, we have the Rand CRE show, and we have the YouTube channel. Being able to segregate all those, package those, and be able to have a product for every consumer. Whether you're a dad looking to get better with a better relationship with his wife, whether you're looking to syndicate a deal, whether you're looking to have a little bit of fun with Jake and G on their show, they're you know they're podcasting Mark Victor Hansen or Michael wow. Gerber or Sharon Lecter. The, I mean, the, the list is pretty is, is pretty impressive that that we're starting to do it. Hey, after five years, you learn a few things and you start to resonate with high level people. And to me, the podcast has just been a mastermind. So it's been it's been it's been an amazing adventure for me. And I want to continue that. I want to continue getting on camera with these amazing people. Oh, we appreciate getting on camera here. Thank uh, you. What else do people need to know about Gino and the Jake and Gino platform? Last last question. Whew. Just kind of just anything that we covered a lot. I, I can't thank you enough for making time to do this. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a very exciting video. What are some closing statements? Like, what, what do you want the biggest takeaway to be from this conversation for the viewers? So for me, we don't lack clarity. I should say, we don't lack motivation. We lack clarity. And I want all the listeners out there to figure out what you want in life. Do you want to invest in real estate? And if you do, what are the next steps? Our behaviors are belief-driven. If we believe that we can do something, then we'll be able to do it. It may take us a little bit longer, I've surrounded myself with some amazing people and I continue to with the Jake and Gino community because I'm continuing to get pushed by others. We learn, we do, and then we teach. And by teaching, it's amazing what you learn. It's unbelievable what I've learned in the last three years. When you think you know it all, something else pops up and goes, I never saw that happening. So go out there, seek to serve. Don't give to get, seek to serve. Don't chase money, chase opportunity and the money will come. Yes, that's amazing. Gino, thank you. thank you so much for hopping on. We ask every guest, because this is St. Augustine geared, our team sells in St. Augustine. What's your favorite thing about St. Augustine? Give a shout out to what you love the most. Well, I got to give a shout out to Maureen. Amazing broker. I, you know, that's a seek to serve Top person. notch. No, no, you know why? Maureen, can I have this person? Do you have this person? Do you have a landscaper? The team, she provides value. I mean, Sharon Lecter said it best. Her mission statement was, have I provided value to somebody today? And that's the way I feel every time I speak to Maureen. Has she provided value to somebody today? She picks up the phone, she's very responsive, getting back, all the paperwork's done, fights for my side, fights for me, and gives me clarity and gives me the confidence to know that I'm doing the right thing. So for me, that, that small hometown feel, hey, I wish there was a Trader Joe's here, but you know, hopefully one day. But other than that, this has been an amazing town, an amazing experience, an amazing place to raise a family. You've got the beach, you've got the city. What more do you want? I love that. Massive shout out to Maureen. Mm -hmm. She actually put this together for us, yes. made the introduction. Yes. Um, that aspect from scaling, what Maureen does, she has one of the best agents on on our team and that's we scale that that is everybody at the newcomer group because that's what we believe in so mm -hmm. that's that's phenomenal here that experience and kind words shout out to maureen um listen what's the best way for everybody to get in touch with you social media website anything like that email let us know we'll also add it in the video sure. so that people can have it we'll include some links when we distribute this but let everybody know Best way to get in touch with you. Just go to jakeandgino.com. Uh, go on the website, you'll see the Jake and Gino channel on iTunes, the Jake and Gino YouTube page. If you want to email me with any questions, some free resources, maybe a couple of PDFs of our books, just gino at jakeandgino.com.
Thank you so much for joining. Again, guys, my name is Luke Newcomer with the Newcomer Group. We're exceeding your expectation as our standard. Gino, really appreciate you. My Cannot pleasure. thank you enough. I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this. If you enjoyed this video, tag a friend. If it can just make a difference for one person, that's the goal. Share it, tag a friend, drop a comment below. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.